0: I'm
1: your host, Rabbi Linda Schreiner-Kahn, and welcome to Tehillah Talks, where teens engage in honest conversation with their rabbi about what it means to be Jewish in the world today. Welcome to Tehillah Talks, where we talk with our teens about things Jewish and the world around us. Right now, we are approaching the Jewish High Holidays, and we're going to get their take on it. And we begin with Bernie and Julian and Heleno reading excerpts uh, from March Piercy's The Art of Blessing the Day.
2: This is the blessing for rain after drought. Come down, wash the air so it simmers, a perfumed shawl of lavender chiffon. Let the parched leaves suckle and swell. Enter my skin, wash me for the little chrysalis of sleep rocked in your plashing. In the morning, the world is peeled to shining. This is the blessing for sun after long rain. Now everything shakes itself, free and rises. The trees are bright as pushcart ices. Every last lily opens its satin thighs. The bees dance and roll in pollen, and the cardinal at the top of the pine sings at full throttle, fountaining.
0: This is the blessing for a ripe peach. This is luck made round. Frost can nip the blossom, kill the bee. It can drop, a hard green useless nut. Brown fungus, the barring worm that coils and rot, can blemish it and wind crush it on the ground. Yet this peach fills my mouth with juicy sun. This is the blessing for the first garden tomato. Those green boxes of tasteless acid the store sells in January. Those red things with the savor of wet chalk. They mock your fragrant name. How fat and sweet you are weighing down my palm. Warm as the flank of a cow in the sun. You are the savor of summer in a
1: thin red skin. This is the blessing for a political victory. Although I shall not forget that things work in increments and epicycles and sometimes leap that half the time fall back down. Let's not relinquish dancing while the music fits unto our hips and bounces our heels. We must never forget. Pleasure is real as pain. The blessing for the return of a favorite cat. The blessing for love returned, for friends return. For money received unexpected, the blessing for the rising of the bread, the sun, the oppressed. I am not sentimental about old men mumbling the Hebrew by rote with no more feeling than one says Gesundheit.
3: But the discipline of blessings is to taste each moment, the bitter, the sweet, the sour, and the salty, and be glad for what does not hurt. The art is in compressing attention to each little and big blossom of the tree of life, to let the tongue sing each fruit, its savor, its aroma, and its use. Attention is love, and what we must give children, mothers, fathers, pets, our friends, the news, the woes of others. What we want to change, we curse, and then pick up a tool. Bless whatever you can with eyes and hands and tongue. If you can't bless it, get ready to make it new. What do you think? That's good.
1: It's good. Well, why why do you think it's a, a good poem for Rosh Hashanah and the New Year?
3: Well, I mean, it's clearly a, about renewal and also appreciating small and large blessings. You know. What I mean?
1: Do you think it's hard to appreciate small blessings?
0: A lot of the time, yeah. If you don't notice it, it's I mean, if you don't notice it, it's impossible to appreciate it really. It just goes for granted and uh, is never noticed.
1: You said something earlier. We were at an event together, and you noticed
0: there was a hummingbird. It was an outside event, and the hummingbird came, which is pretty rare, especially with a lot of people around. So, yeah, that was really interesting to see one. I mean, I haven't seen
3: one in years, and like not in New York around here. That that reminds me of a little thing that a similar nature related thing. But every time I see a butterfly. I don't know. I just really love butterflies. <laughs> but every time I see a butterfly, it feels like less and less. I just like kind of savor the moment and think like, wow, this is like so beautiful. I don't know. That's just something like the hummingbird that I always try to appreciate. But I really liked the fact that the when they say the discipline of blessings is to taste each moment, the bitter, the sour, the sweet and the salty, because I think that's kind of the challenge of, of thinking about things as blessings is if you think only of the of the blatantly good, then you're kind of forever wanting more. But if you think of each moment, even if it's challenging as a blessing, then you're never really stuck in that mentality. So,
1: Helena?
2: Well, that just made me think of last week when a butterfly landed on my finger, and that's never happened before. And so that made me kind of see a little thing and appreciate a little thing.
1: But I want to go back to what Julian also just said about that there's a blessing in the difficult moment. That's a very difficult thought. <laughs> a blessing in a moment that is salty and sour and bitter. How do we find blessings in those kinds of moments? What is the blessing of those kinds of moments?
3: Well, I was. I'm thinking about this because I'm a senior in high school, so I'm writing college essays. And one of my teachers wants me to write about my experience being dyslexic when I was younger. And, you know, how I was held back and all of this stuff. And the way that he sees it is that um, something that's normal, that's normally like a handicap or something you pity somebody for, for me, actually was opened a lot of doors for me. And I think even in the moment when I found out I was dyslexic or all those years that I was struggling with it and it was seriously holding me back from fulfilling my potential, there was there was benefits coming to me. Like there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel, and in hindsight, I can kind of appreciate that, and it's a big part of who I am. But in the moment, it was it was like, why me? What did I do? <laughs> you know. So so, that's what so
1: in the moment, we don't necessarily see the blessing, but maybe in hindsight, we do. Do you have anything like that, Helena? Not really. I can't. Yeah, ha- Bernie. Um, a, s- a challenge. Because I, I think right, <laughs> I'm going to say right now with the, um, I know you were at the demonstrations on uh, Friday. I don't know, uh, were you there? Yeah, yeah you I was. Were there You were there too. It made me think about the fact that we are in a very challenging moment in terms of climate change. And the blessing of the moment is this young woman, Greta, uh, coming forth just herself coming forth and speaking truth to power and saying what needs to be said that's a blessing that she's done that because look what it's what it's done who has it pulled together
0: and she has a a story kind of like julian she um has alzheimer's i think and um, she has what alzheimer's
1: no she can't have alzheimer's (laughs) because alzheimer's No, she... Oh, Asperger's, Asperger's. Asperger's. I'm saying the wrong word, Yes, yes, yes. So, (laughs) um,
0: So she had, like, a lot of troubles when she was younger, and she says, I think at one point she, like, stopped eating and, like, almost starved herself to death, and she said that her being autistic helped her, like, just focus on this one thing of climate change, and that's what let her do what she did. So she sees that as a blessing for sure what gives
1: her a kind of focus yeah. that the rest of us, we, we have all this incoming information right, right. and our ability to focus is more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I have a lot of
3: good examples of this actually, but um, like I said, being a senior, um, it's kind of made me appreciate things about the last three years that were really, that felt very negative when I experienced them. But like they're saying, savoring each moment, regardless of how it feels, like is something that I think we all need to do a little bit more. It's like, it's like the, what's the saying? Like the good old days are always like in the past. You know what I mean? Like, even though school was challenging, I still had like the support of my friends. And like, we had all these, we made all these great memories despite the challenges. And that's what I really think about when I think back on that moment. Like it's always the, it's always the the positive things that I think back on.
1: So here's the question though, because You know, uh, especially true when bad things happen or when we suffer losses, that we tend to look backward and say, oh, if only I'd appreciated that moment when it were happening, as opposed to appreciating it when it's happening. So is it hard to appreciate a good moment when you're in it? And what do you need to do to be able to do that?
3: I think you need to break your routine.
1: What do you think?
0: Well, this this question is making me think of the stanza about the peach in this poem that we read. Um, it talks about how um, frost can nip the blossom, kill the bee, can drop a hard green useless nut. Brown fungus, the borrowing worm that coils and rot, can blemish it and wind crush it on the ground. Yet this peach fills my mouth with juicy sun. So I think that paragraph is about doing exactly what you're saying, enjoying it while you're in the moment and thinking of all the things that had to come together to, for, to that one moment for you to enjoy that one moment.
1: And I think what, it, yes, and it's, Julian is talking about friends. There's also family. It's, it's those moments when our families come together. Uh, and it can then, really be anything. can be anything, yeah. right? It can be seeing a painting that makes you go, wow. And then you walk away and then go, well, yeah, that was okay. But no, no, take the moment to, to savor it. Or you hear a piece of music that, that touches you. It really can be anything, but we tend not to stop. And we're, we're also at a moment of a great deal of anxiety in the world. So I think it's even more important. And I think we're looking to you guys to help us be less anxious because no i'm really... I'm, i know but like you, no, it's no. your problem basically. no 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 it's our pro- no it's absolutely our, it's, it's like, everybody's problem
3: right, so between studying for your sat's and you know also try to fix climate change no just,
1: no 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 i don't mean that you <laughs> i know fix, i know i'm just saying i don't mean that you're going to fix climate change but by you as a general you yeah, yeah, of course calling attention to something doing it in unity and in a peaceful way Gets the rest of us to go, oh, yeah. um, maybe there's something I can do. And the way things can change is by people coming together step by step by step to doing them. The fact that we compost in this building was something that happened because of uh, conversations in hallways over a number of years. And we compost and, and we have less garbage. Now, that's a really small thing. But it's a whole building now doing that. I, I wanted to hear from somebody else if you have something else to say about how you all are helping us, older folk, focus in a little bit better. You were at the march. What was that like? There were a lot
0: of people there. And it was it was really hot. It was for September 20th. It Very hot day. So it was a little miserable at times when you're in the direct sun or whatever. But in the end, I, I think it was totally worth it. I mean, the vast majority of people there were young. And, yeah, there were adults accompanying or bringing their kids or just there because they wanted to. But, I mean, the crowd would have been so much smaller and it, it wouldn't have made an impact at all. And the event probably wouldn't even have happened at all if youth hadn't organized the entire thing. Right. So I think that's one big way where you know, the youth are, you know, giving new ideas, you know, bringing new ideas to the table.
1: Yeah, I feel quite so positive about it.
3: I mean, I'm just like, I'm not a crowds person. Like, I would love it if I was the one leading the crowd, but I'm not like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like to be the center of attention. I don't want to be like one out of, Well, I, you know. I, I don't like crowds either, but I think yeah. I, I agree with you on that. But I mean, I, I agree with what Bernie said. I Like, obviously there was a ton of people there. It was really cool to kind of, I noticed that it was pretty diverse, at least where I I was in the parade. And it's like you see so many bad things happening on the news. And it was just it was nice to see all these people getting together to do something positive. And this girl from my school was like one of the key organizers, actually. And, you know, just knowing her and like how intelligent she is and all the different things that she's been doing without recognition. It makes me feel more positive about the situation in general, like that I know this girl and that she's, that she's doing something real makes me feel more positive about it. But I also just like, it makes me wonder about like the people who are probably on the front lines of climate change in ways that we don't see and how the people protesting aren't those people. Do you know what I mean? Well,
1: I I think there's,
3: there's people probably in, in countries that have like limited water Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, who are already like feeling the strain of climate change but it's us in you know one of the most liberal cities with our cars and our our avocado toast and stuff that are complaining i don't know that I, that's nobody's fault that's not the fault of the people protesting i'm just saying that like you have to keep in mind that you're also representing people who aren't there by right
1: defense. and it's and it's you know bigger I mean? it's bigger than you and but the fact is it was something that happened all over the world on that day which was pretty yeah. big yeah. for me this notion of coming so that's that political victory right you, you, pleasure is as real as pain mm. uh, so it, to me that's that moment of the coming together the coming together with a positive message not a negative one that together if we work together we can do something different bringing it smaller and, and more particular and more personal so Rosh Hashanah is thought of as the birthday of the world the head of the year a chance to start again uh, followed by Yom Kippur which is a time of taking inventory and i know that when i was a kid and we read the al hate and, and that in that my in, in my master it had for the sin i committed when i did su- you know when we did such and it wasn't it's always in the plural when we did such and such and i would think well i didn't do that <laughs> well i didn't do that Well, that has nothing to do with me. So we're reading this in the plural of maybe somebody in the room has done something like this. And the word sin is a complicated word. But if we think of the ways in which we've missed the mark, which is a better uh, translation, I think, in the past year, most of those are about communication. Most of them are about how we've missed the mark in the way we communicate with one another. And how do we reflect on that? And how do we improve that when we have such a complex web of communication right now? I I want to know, what do you use to communicate with? What are you on?
2: Well, I know that I'm mostly texting people. Not as much calling, but it's...
1: So you text? Do you do Instagram? No. Okay, so you text, no Facebook. Sometimes. Sometimes. And not so much phone calling. And email, not hardly at all. For school. For school. Bernie, what do you use?
0: Pretty someone I email for school, uh, text with my family for pickup or whatever, with my friends. Um, I have Facebook for, like, one specific Facebook group that I wanted to join. But, yeah, really, that's it.
1: How often do you pick up the phone and call somebody?
0: Not too often. It's usually just, like, if, like, if my practice is done early and I text it and there's no response or something, I'll call and be like, do you see my text? You know?
3: I only use two-way radio and smoke signal. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I don't really talk to anybody. (laughs) Like, I text a little bit. I'm not big on social media. I'm too, like, I don't have enough, like... What's the word for it? I don't have enough. Um, what's the, uh, I was gonna use a Yiddish word. Whatever. Yeah, I just don't have the like time for that, or the self esteem, or the the willpower. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think just to go back to the theme of communication and the high holy days, that's something I noticed when I was younger a lot because the holy, the high holy days were the time when Judaism, like most, came into my life most intensely. So I knew that that's what my mom was really getting out of it, like seeing how hard she worked, how how stressed she could be at times, like the fact that she was sitting there for a whole day and kind of just thinking and like, you know, taking a mental inventory and how important that is the older I get, like the harder that becomes sort of. So I that's something I've always associated Judaism with as a result, but I think as as our lives kind of get more and more intertwined and complicated i think that element of conscientiousness is like
1: more and more important basically communication do you think you ever miss the mark with the way you communicate
2: yes i do i think that well if you look at all my phone calls they're between two and ten seconds like and then well when i get home it's like i don't know how to describe it. it's like i'm um, More focused on doing my own thing rather than maybe sitting down at the dinner table and talking to everyone about their day. I'm going to a room and studying and eating on my own. But going back to what Julian was saying about, well, going to service on either like Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah, I remember always coming in, maybe feeling a little stressed about all the work I have, or maybe it's something else, but then using that as a space to reflect and take a step back. And then I always remember leaving the service kind of more calm and kind of just happier.
0: Mm -hmm. I guess for me, my sister recently left for college this year. And, you know, before she left, we were all like, oh, we're going to keep in touch. I'll text you, you know, FaceTime once a week or whatever. But it's really hard once you know, school hits you, it's really hard to carve out the time and say, oh, maybe I should just text my sister or, hey, are you busy right now or whatever. So I guess I, I should be working more on that. And to my credit, she- it's not like she's trying too hard either. You know, she's not <laughs> <laughs> But, but <laughs> I guess, yeah, it would be nice if we talked more. Um, and I'm actually going to see her this upcoming week. We're going up to montreal that's where she's in college
3: so i'm excited for that yeah Yeah, just a little last thing but um one thing i always try to do is like talk to my parents you know what i mean because a lot of the time i'm like if once i get home i'm either like taking a nap frantically doing homework or procrastinating there's only those three options there's not like (laughs) there's only three activities for me but um I do try and to...
1: eating co- doesn't fall in there.
3: Oh Yeah, I mean, I guess so. that's, like, 15 minutes, maybe. That's but procrastinating. Yeah, that's involved in procrastinating, technically. But anyway, um, I always think to myself, like, you know, I could just put this homework off for, like, 20 minutes and go talk to my dad and find out how his day was and just have a conversation with him. Because, like I mentioned about my friends, at the end of the day, like, you kind of think back on those moments versus the 20 minutes you would have spent, you know, doing your homework. And that's... This is a little bit off topic, but maybe somebody listening to this will know what I'm talking about. But The Sopranos, the TV show, if you know me, you know that I really like this show. But um, kind of the main point of the show at the end of the day is that the main character realizes that you have to appreciate the the positive moments as you live life or there's really no point. You know what I mean? So that's when I watched that show, that that was something that really resonated with me. And I try to do that. More.
1: So that's about gratitude. Mm-hmm. that's really about gratitude and uh, i think as much as we may and, and i'm really glad you said what you said helena about feeling a little lighter when you leave sure because that's the hope for the, for yom kippur yom, we were talking about this last night at the hope that um there are two kinds of fast is a, a a fast that's a fast of mourning and a white fast so for tisha b'av it's a it's a dark fast, uh, you sit on the floor, you read Echa, it's...
3: I was unaware of this distinction. I know, well,
1: no, but I... I'm, all, this,
3: I all these little things in Judaism are just the funniest. Well, well, let
1: me just, <laughs> let me clarify, because that's about the destruction of the temple, and you're really, like, you're supposed to be really intensely in mourning, and it's the same kind of mourning as when you lose somebody in your family. It's sackcloth and ashes sitting on the floor, mm-hmm. grieving. The fast that we do on Yom Kippur is called it's called a white fast.
3: It's more fun.
1: <laughs> it's not that it's fun, it's to open you up. And there was a tradition in the 1950s I was not uh of having dance parties at, after people uh ate after the end of the fast because it was
3: Nobody got nauseous. Or... Well,
1: they ate, and then they and then they had a party, <laughs> this and was, it this was...
3: was the height of fun in the 1950s. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. but, you eat well, and but, then you dance. No,
1: but it, either, there <laughs> yeah, was in some communities that was a tradition, uh, not in any that I belonged to uh, or yeah. growing up. But it's but more it,
0: upbeat and
1: more upbeat and it's it was, more peachy than
0: because you're you're like getting rid of all of your sins. Why not? Yeah, it's, you know, it's,
1: celebrate. Like a good celebrate. deal. Yeah, yeah,
0: you exactly. Know?
1: It's uh, yeah. It's it has that that. That lightness. And and what I pointed out to people, and this is a uh, Kabbalistic connection, and I bet you're not going to catch this, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, Which holiday, if I say Yom Kippurim, do you hear in that phrase? Which other holiday, other Jewish holiday? Yom HaKippurim. Purim? Yes. (laughs) Ding, 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 yes. You stole my answer. Purim, Purim. So Purim, we think of it as like, (laughs) It's this joyous celebration, and and we would never really connect it to Yom Kippur, but the Kabbalists said there's this connection yeah. of the celebratory after, and it's also after some darkness, there's some celebration. So I want to leave you with that
3: thought. <laughs> I, I like how some of the holidays are like party holidays. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: well, the dark and the light fast. <laughs> No, we we that's need very we
1: need both, right? We need we yeah. need to to go in and scream about the yeah. darkness of our soul and then what we want to be grateful for. I was
3: also thinking about how much different the process of kind of like atonement must have been for Jews, like in say in the 14th century or whatever, the 10th century. Like for us it's very I feel like we we spend a lot of time thinking about ourselves and our you know our emotions or whatever, about our our feelings. And I'm sure back then there was much less emphasis on the individual. You know what I mean. You probably spend more of your time worrying about, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, maybe I'm generalizing. No, but I think you know you're I
1: mean? right. It was, but it's still interestingly enough a communal experience. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting
0: because in in Christianity, when you have a sin to confess, you go in this personal right, yeah. just one on one with the priests in like mm-hmm. separate from everyone else. You're just isolated, telling like the priest, what you've
1: done. Yeah. And here, no, mm-hmm. we, we together, we all say we abuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I mean, it's, uh, it's like yeah. sharing
0: everything. It's
1: sharing and everything. I, all of it. I
3: know, also liked what you said about the, the moving on from saying sins to more like, um, what'd you say? Like missing the mark, missing the mark. I think that's a really, I think that's a really interesting transition because like missing the mark is kind of a more all encompassing term. And I think that's like kind of um, widens the appeal, or widens the widens the benefit, I guess, of this holiday. So there's, I like that a lot.
1: It's the image, right? If you, uh, I don't know if you've all done archery, right? Uh,
3: you know, here and there. But
1: you, you know, you can miss the bullseye and, and, still, still, and <laughs> still and still and still have still tried wound the guy standing and, behind, and it. still have tried really hard to get get it to where it needs to go.
3: Yeah, but if you're not eating the deer, then.
1: <laughs> I wasn't thinking of it that way well I want to thank you the three of you very much for coming in today mm-hmm. and um, and we look forward to many more of these over the coming year wishing everyone a sweet and healthy new year this Happy is Tehila Talks bye thank you for taking the time to listen to Tehila Talks for more information about Tehila, go to org. Tune in next time when our teens continue to reflect on issues of the day
2: through a Jewish lens.